Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola mi gente, welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita. I hope you're doing well today. So if you are a new listener, I just want to welcome you to this podcast where we really focus on uplifting our Latinx community and to just continue striving and guiding our first generation scholars the best way that they can. So I welcome you. I know on many different social media platforms that I use to run the podcast, specifically Instagram, I've been seeing a growth for sure. So in case you're new and you're tuning in, thank you so much. And I hope you learned like some awesome things from this episode. Now, mi gente, before we get into like the juicy facts, chismes, and all the good stuff that comes on with these episodes, I just want to share with you all that I literally, like, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but I feel super professional right now. Not just because um, I'm standing up as I'm recording, because as I mentioned in previous episodes before, during the time of distance learning, I found myself feeling more confident when I would give my speeches in my Zoom classes standing up. So I would like stack up a bunch of books, my GRE, CBEST, CSETS books. I would stack them up, put my laptop on it, and I felt really good when giving out those speeches. And that's what I started doing with this podcast. However, I, I'm using my cake stand to hold up my brand new Yeti mic. Uh, I'm so excited. I finally, finally was able to get it in person because for the longest time I was using this little mic that my sister had gifted me when I had told her I was going to start the podcast during, well, you know, the coronavirus pandemic we're living in. And it got me very far and I still have it. However, just like many things, it's it's good to grow. It's good to try out new gadgets and whatnot. And I'm just so happy with it. I like, again, standing up using this Yeti mic. And oh my gosh, if you could just feel what I feel right now. Oh my gosh. So there's that, mi gente. All right, mi gente. So let's get into the facts of the day. So first things first, mi gente, never in my life did I think I would see this happen. But of course, in the type of world we're living in, the digital realm, a lot of things can be possible. And something I'm really excited to share with all of you, in case you don't know and you're applying to transfer and whatnot, the UCs and CSUs have extended their application deadline because there were so many students that were having internet issues the night that everything was due for your application and they themselves announced it on Twitter and then I started to see other platforms that advocate a lot for higher education start to post about it too and I was like wow this is real oh my goodness so in case you did not know the UCs have extended their deadline for transfer for December 4th and the Cal States have extended it until December 15th so in case you felt as if this was not your time to transfer and you wanted to take a few steps back, well, mi gente, you still have time to reevaluate in case you do want to submit your applications now to potentially start for next fall at a new four-year institution. And I think I think it's very exciting because, mi gente, for a very long time, I've always felt like higher education was very cookie-cutter, you know, type of world where you have to do things 
this specific type of way. You have to submit things the way they need to be submitted on deadlines. There's never, ever any exceptions. It doesn't matter who you are, da 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 like cookie cutter world. As much as I love education, I mean, as you all know, I'm striving towards my doctorate in education. It then definitely feel as if higher education with their cookie cutter tactics, it can feel like they're up against us, especially as first gen students. And as I've shared before in the past, being the first in your families, specifically Latinx, any minority background family, to be the first to go to college is already such a nerve-wracking and challenging thing. So when you have these feelings that then can lead to imposter syndrome, and then these higher education systems saying, no, things have to be this cookie-cutter way, which then can have many of us first-gen students feeling discouraged to just try and continue on. But remember, mi gente, anything is possible with self-love y cuando echas ganas. So there's definitely all that, mi gente. In other news, not only has it been the time and now extended time for transfer students to apply, well, to transfer, it's also been the application students application season for grad students and a lot of them have just submitted their apps or they're about to. And something I want to remind you all, mi gente, is that let's say you were feeling discouraged to apply for grad school due to everything going on with this pandemic or whatever other factors that may be in front of you right now. However, mi gente, I want you to remember this. If you still have time to submit your grad school applications, or if you submitted them but you're feeling a little unsure about it and how your whole process went, I want you to remember, mi gente, that the worst thing that can happen is that that program says, not now. No whatever it may be. And mi gente, it's not a shock that there are many students, first gen or not, that don't necessarily get into programs the first time around. I mean, there are many that do, and there are also many that don't. And I believe that it's important for you to just keep in mind that this is a learning experience. If you didn't get in the first time, that doesn't mean you can't reapply. And when you reapply, or who knows, maybe by the time you do reapply, you want to gear towards different universities that have your area of interest to its niche. Because trust me, Mante, I've talked to many other colleagues, and a lot of them have said that when they've tried to just apply and get in the first time, they felt rushed. They felt like they ended up finding out later on what it was that they really wanted to study, but because they had finally made it into their PhD or master's program that they originally applied for. They just wanted to like hustle through it, get it done the best way they can, and then just go on from there. So the most important thing is that you did what you needed to do for yourself. And remember, mi gente, there is literally a grad school for everyone. We have so many four-year institutions in California, private, and also outside of state. So if it wasn't your time right now, it will be your time later as long as you continue to put in the work, but also take care of yourself too. Because when you're kind to yourself, when you care for yourself, you're going to want to search out for good resources that will help uplift you to be the best candidate that you can be, mi gente. All right, now moving on forward with that, mi gente. So one thing I really want to touch upon on 
is topics in regards to the end of our fall semesters, your fall quarters that we're all gearing towards right now. Now, for me, gente that are new to this podcast, um, in case you didn't know, I actually am not taking courses for the fall right now. And yes, it is due to the pandemic, but also because I have been studying for university exams, such as the CSETs, that I need to get done before I can then transition and put in my application to move forward to the master's program at my four-year institution. Because before I could get the master's, I need to have my teaching credential first. That's just how the program works over here at my Cal State that I'm at. Now, mi gente, besides all that, I was able to experience distance learning during this summer of the pandemic because that was technically my first semester, I guess, I guess summer session for my program and all that stuff. But I'll be back in classes for the spring. So that's just some side achievement, which I'm so excited about because uh, I'm just miss sitting in my classroom settings, even if it is through Zoom. <sighs> Let's see how I'll, what I'll be sharing with all of you in the spring when that time comes. Anyways, we hint this. So back to the topic on just, you know, end of the semester, quarter, you know, conversation. And this could be in regards to whether you're a grad student or whether you are an undergrad student. And I definitely want to give a shout out to one of my really good friends. I did an episode with her. Um, her name is Myra. She is the content creator, higher education content creator, I should say, for the IG page Becoming a Doctora. And on her page, she has shared a really informative but also touching post. And it goes off by this. So the title is End of Semester Reminders. Done is better than perfect. You are not defined by your grades. This is only one semester of your academic career. All right, Mijenta, now I find this very important and I feel like it could go back to grad students as well as undergrad students. So done is better than perfect. So let's talk a little bit about this, especially for me first-gen gente. So a lot of the times, me first-gen gente, they're really well known to not only have to juggle and figure out how to navigate through the higher education system, but they also tend to have a lot of responsibilities in their households, whether it's working a lot of hours, you know, to make money, whether it's a part-time job, full-time job, multiple part-time jobs, and then also taking care of la familia, taking care of the household, because, well, a lot of, a lot of us that come from the Latinx background, we do grow up with the collectivistic background. So family, making sure everything is good, in the household is a very, very important concept to, you know, our background. And well, a lot of times with those types of things, it just adds more pressures and sometimes deadlines are missed or sometimes you may need to email your professor and ask if there's a possibility to request for an extension on a certain assignment or request extra help or like, you know, request information to see if we do turn in something like how many points will be deducted. Now, here's my thing, gente. Even if something gets turned in late, even if you, let's say, you get 25% marked off because it's late, it's not the end of the world, gente. I know it may stink because you're like, how could this have happened? i just trying to juggle everything. But you have to remember, gente, you are human. And it's not 
it's not a secret that first gen, we have a lot to juggle. Now, to share some little cheese on my end, when I was doing my first summer session of my program, um, I was taking my courses during pandemic, whatnot, Zoom learning. Okay. And I was working full-time hours at the diner. I'm still currently at, but just doing the weekends. And oh my goodness, Mante, when I tell you having to juggle those full-time hours to be able to pay my bills and just like live and pay my tuition and all the all that good stuff, it would be a lot. And I would come home tired and there would be days where I would I would feel so exhausted that it would slip my mind that I had something due. So there were multiple times during my first summer session where I had missed assignments. However, I still turned them in, even though they were late. And I would explain to my professors like, oh, I apologize in advance. Here's my submission. I wasn't, I would not, during that time, I wasn't like asking, hey, is there any way that like I could still give this the full credit? No, I kind of left it as open-ended on my email just because I also knew that the professors on their end, they were most likely going through a lot too because they had always taught in person. Most professors have. So having to transition themselves into a completely digital world was probably overwhelming for them as well. So even though I was, there were many times I was turning in late assignments this summer, I was still getting the points for it. Points were deducted, but I mean, I still did it. And believe it or not, I was still able to finish with a 4.0 my first semester of my program that I'm in now. So you don't need 100% on every assignment. You don't need all these A pluses or whatnot. And just like becoming a doctora had mentioned, done is better than perfect. The next point that she really mentions is you are not defined by your grades. And I think that's also very important for all of us to remember because when we're just so focused on trying to get that 4.0 or trying to have that 3.5 and above, it can feel so overbearing, especially when just life happens. La vida pasa outside of academia. You start to really bring yourself down. And when you don't see that 4.0, you start to kick yourself down as if like you built that super high expectation that you needed to get that all the time that when you don't get it you just you you don't you don't give yourself the proper self recognition that you deserve after completing a semester a quarter or what, whichever like system you're currently in at your university so it's very important to remember that mi gente and I can, I have another little cheese made about that. So during my undergrad at my UC first quarter, I was actually on academic probation. And to me, that was very, very heartbreaking. I had gone a 1.2 first quarter ever. And it's so funny because I remember when I had transferred from a community college, I didn't even know first generation student existed. So that's why like when I started feeling imposter syndrome, I started feeling like I don't belong at that school, that I just need to like drop everything and not finish my higher education dreams. It was definitely a lot. And it's so funny now because I'm in a program, I'm doing extremely well. And well, you know, obviously I ended up getting off of academic probation my my first quarter of my undergrad, but 
it really felt like it was the end of the world. I felt like I was going to get kicked out and that the university was just like watching my every move until, you know, I got off of that probation number. And it's so crazy, Mianta, because I didn't even get on probation out of laziness. It's just math <laughs> was not my strong suit. I was taking calculus courses I needed to get done as a pre-psych major at the time. And well, ooh, there was all that, Mianta. And the reason why I find it so important and so impacting that becoming a doctora had mentioned you are not defined by your grades is because it's so true, Mihenta, because even though I found myself with the worst GPA I never thought I would ever have in all my years of education, Mihenta, I still ended up graduating as a double major and I actually did my senior honors thesis and graduated with distinction in my majors. So it it's not going to be the end of the world if you don't necessarily get the straight A's, A's, B's. You'll be fine. There is time. And remember, every educational journey is unique. So you need to own it, mi gente. And that brings me back down to her last bullet point that I feel ties beautifully well with the one that we had just mentioned. So this third bullet point is, this is only one semester of your academic career. And it is so true, Mijenta, because it's going to happen. We're human. We're going to have rocky times. We're going to have times where maybe we don't seem and look completely our best, like grades-wise. But you still have many other semesters and quarters to just show and advocate for yourself when you are applying to grad school all the other great work you did to uplift yourself from that troublesome semester quarter you may have had that maybe didn't represent your grades at the best, you know, the best of your ability. And if you've been following the Instagram for a while and if you've heard my previous episodes before, I definitely like to give a lot of affirmations, reassurance to all my first-gen students, especially because... I remember now I'm at a different mindset. I'm in a different I'm in a different understanding when it comes to being kind to myself as a working grad student, you know, taking late, later courses instead of morning courses because I'm doing, you know, my big girl job and all that stuff. <laughs> However, I remember during the time of my entire undergrad journey, I was that student that was just always tense in the sense that if I did not complete an assignment, or if I did not turn in everything on time, or if I had a semester where I didn't get like A's or A's and B's, maybe I got a C or something, I would literally beat myself down internally. And just reflecting back on that, I was like, why did I, why did I do that? Like, it was so unnecessary. And I always felt that whenever I would have to do assignments or I would be sitting in my courses just taking notes, I would always feel tense in the sense where I have to write down every single thing that my professors are saying. I have to remember every single word by word from all the classes to make sure that I stay focused and get the best grades. Mi gente, that was so exhausting. And I feel like it just goes back to the fact that a lot of first gens, especially from Latinx households, they tend to be raised in an environment where they, you know, I basically remember growing up and practicing my times tables 
if I didn't get them perfect every single time, I would have to sit down at the dining room table and keep writing and writing and writing and practicing and practicing for an endless amount of time. And trust me, as a child, a lot of the times, 20 minutes could feel like an hour and it would, you know what I mean? As a child, everything feels longer than it actually is. So that definitely carried on. And I didn't realize that it carried on into my academic years because I guess in my mind at the time, it was common. And I thought that every student was feeling as tense as I was, but that wasn't necessarily the case. So that's why I find it very important, mi gente, that on whichever platform, you listen to these podcast episodes on, or if you're following my Instagram for the podcast, Cafecito con Estrellita, and you see the content I provide, you see the quotes that I create, the reels that I create in regards to if I'm not providing tips and resources, I'm providing affirmations for me first, Jen Gente. I do it literally from the bottom of my heart because I know being the first to do anything in your family, especially for a Latinx household can be nerve-wracking and sometimes it can feel like everything around you is against you because as I've mentioned in the past a lot of the times higher education can feel like it's against first gen and that there's just things that we don't find out till way later that other students that weren't first gen already knew about since the beginning and because they knew first and we didn't, that's how we can sometimes feel that higher education's against us. And then when we we can come from households that we have guardians that don't don't necessarily provide us the emotional support that we've always craved, especially as, you know, a first-gen student, it could really feel heavy too. So I'm just hoping that these episodes, what I continue to put as a content creator wherever you find Cafecito con Estrellita on, I hope it continues to uplift you, motivate you to then also help you create the discipline you may always also need in order to keep going with your higher education journey. All right, mi gente, so we're going to go ahead and start wrapping up this episode. But before we do, I definitely want to let you know that I'm also going to be wrapping up season two by the end of this week going to be taking a couple weeks off. However, I'm still going to be working on podcast content. I already have my interviewees for season three lined up on my Excel file. I just have to create their templates and just start sending them out, working on other behind the scenes things for the podcast. But I will definitely be back soon in a couple of weeks with season three, providing more solo and interview episodes. And I definitely wanted to share that. And now, mi gente, we're going to go ahead and just talk and share a little bit about the quote of the day. And this one, I I actually, it goes back to like how I shared with you. I create quotes and then I just post them on the gram. So if you're interested and want some motivation on your feed, go ahead and follow us on Cafecito con Estrellita on IG. And this, this quote actually got a lot, like a re, it got reshared over a hundred times and it was saved almost 60 times. And this is what it goes. As first gen, I wasn't ready for half of the challenges that come with higher education. Pero, obviamente, I was built for it. I'm going to go ahead and read that one more time, Yante. As first gen, I wasn't ready for half of the challenges that come with higher education. 
Pero obviamente, I was built for it. And I want you to remember that, mi gente, because as first gen, not only are we paving the way, but we also have overcame many different challenges and obstacles, not only in our childhoods, but also as young adults that brought us to the level that we're at now. And we could have not done it if it wasn't for us pushing ourselves to keep going the best way that we could. And that's why we have to also remember to be kind to ourselves because we made it this far. So we can only keep going from here, mi gente. With that being said, I hope all of you have a really great week. Please don't forget to subscribe subscribe to the podcast, Cafecita con Estrellita, on any platform that you listen to your podcast to. And please, please, porfas, porfas, mi gente, can you please leave a review on Apple Podcasts for Cafecito con Estrellita, rate it. It would mean the world to me because if you find what I talk about, what I bring to the table, what discussions I bring for me first-gen gente, if you feel it is impactful and you want other first-gen students to find it, please help your girl out. <laughs> Leave me a review because the way that Apple Podcasts work is that the more reviews that a podcast get, the more likely that podcast will start to appear in other people's, you know, search engines, not search engines, but it'll start to appear and like they're recommended and whatnot. So it would mean so much. All right, mi gente. So I'll see you for our interview episode later this week.